0: Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Megan. Hi, Karen. Good morning. It's great to be here with you today. Hi, Megan. It's great to be here with you as well. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I'm excited to introduce our special guest today. We have Assemblyman Sean Keen, who has served in the state legislature in New Jersey since 2002. Assemblyman Keen earned a bachelor's degree in political science from Seton Hall in 1988 and a master's degree in American Studies from Columbia in 1992. And he went on to get his law degree in 1995. So in addition to serving as an assemblyman. Um, Assemblyman Sean Keen is also a private attorney, so um, he has triplets, and he and his wife reside in New Jersey, and we're really excited to have him here with us today to talk with us all about the water safety and drowning prevention work he's doing in the state of New Jersey. Welcome,
0: Assemblyman Keen.
2: Thank you very much for having me, and good morning.
0: Good morning. Good morning. So first of all, with that busy schedule that you have, we don't even know how you have time to also be focusing on water safety, but we certainly appreciate that given the work that we are doing here. Uh, So thank you for taking the time to join us and talk with us about that today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a very important uh, and it's timely, you know, we're here, it's still summertime or it's after Labor Day, but it's still summertime and unfortunately the uh, problem Still is going on. We had a couple more deaths in the last week, and uh, you know it's uh, very important to uh, to address it.
1: We agree. Um, and you know, the kind of, for us, it feels like a rash of drownings in the New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area. Um, I go to the Jersey shore every summer and the kind of pace and cadence at which we were seeing drownings happening, um, was significant. Really. We had, you know, um, two boys drown in a, in a school pool kind of at the beginning of the summer. But really, since April, we've just been seeing consistent drownings along the Jersey coast um, and really have been working closely with media to try to make sure we were raising awareness, but really are impressed to see what you're doing on the education front and want to hear more about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, my district has always been coastal Monmouth County, uh, part a little bit of Ocean County and uh, grew up here grew up at the beach grew up as a lifeguard grew up you know learning how to swim in the ocean and in and, and the pool etc and we have some urban communities close to the ocean um, just you know off the top of my head i'm thinking of asbury park and long branch so you have some kids that are from the city that live you know less than a quarter of a mile or a half a mile from the beach and it's generational they grow up they don't know how to swim They have kids. Their kids grow up. They don't know how to swim. Maybe the community has more pressing concerns, other things that are going on. Uh, But as I said, it's generational. Sometimes it's cultural. You know, we have people coming down. Uh, For some reason, there's been a, a large number of Hispanic kids and even adults. But usually it's kids that get in trouble in the ocean over the years. And um, it's a year after year thing. This is not something where, oh, gee whiz, it's a tragedy that happened. And, you know, let's not have that happen again. It's a repeat occurrence. So to not do anything about it is it's, it's a tragedy. So several years ago, a number of years ago, we had a situation in Bradley Beach where a couple kids got caught and they, they drowned in the ocean. So my response was to introduce legislation, which unfortunately has not made it over the finish line yet. Uh, But I have spoken with the Speaker of the House, Speaker Coughlin, as well as the chairperson of the committee that my bill is in, which is the education committee. And um, I have some assurances that they're going to move the bill. So what does my bill do? Basically, it requires um, that K through eight, kindergarten through eighth grade, the kids get water safety instruction. And it's that generic and it's really that open ended. But I can tell you from my interaction with a lot of people that have, um, skin in the game, lifeguards, uh, swim schools, um, just people that are concerned about the issue on a wide variety. And I don't have to tell Karen and, and you, Megan, but it's a national movement. It's not something where it's unique to the Jersey shore. It's, you know, I've been talking to people from California all over the place. And, um, it's something that's, it's something that can, you can really make strides. If you if you start the education and, you know, what's the easiest thing to do? Swim near your lifeguard. So last weekend, we're still here in the middle of summer on the Jersey shore. I was on the beach on Sunday, no lifeguards, all the, you know, the, the weather's hot. The water is beautiful. It's clean. The Jersey shore, the water has never been cleaner. You know, we have dolphins off the shore. Now we have whales. I mean, it's really, and that's, that's another story, but the water has never been cleaner and that makes it more attractive for people to go in the, the, as I said, the weather's still hot. There's no lifeguards. The lifeguards are back at college or back at school or wherever they are, but the towns are not paying for lifeguards. And that's a big, uh, that's a big cost to have towns keeping lifeguards on the beach when um, there's not as many people at the beach. It doesn't justify it. I get all of that. And sure enough, here I was on the beach on Sunday, and I'm watching these 10-year-old kids climbing out on the jetty. They're way out on the end of the jetty. It's um, rough. The water was rough. It wasn't big waves, but it was rough. And um, I'm waiting for one of the kids to fall into the jetty, fall from the jetty into the water, and there could have been a problem. they weren't local kids. Uh, You could just tell they didn't really know what they were doing. Local kids are climbing out on the jetty when the water is overtaking the jetty because it's slippery, right? You don't go out on the jetty when it's like that. So there's nobody around, and luckily nothing happened. But that's the environment that we're in. Most of these uh, problems, the drownings I see, are taking place after Labor Day because of what I just said. The water is nice, the weather's hot, and there's nobody around. The other time it happens is after hours. So if you get a hot day and people are thinking about going in the water and there's nobody around, it, it, it's a big problem. So, with a lot of problems, the best thing to do is education. Because if you're a kid and they start you in kindergarten, you start learning about how, gee whiz, this is what happens when you're swimming your life without a lifeguard or this is what a rip current can do and you know the kids that my kids and other kids that learn they're taught you know just stay in the rip current let the rip current take you swim sideways but don't panic because if you do that somebody's going to see you and you're going to be fine that's not what happens to people that don't have the education what do they do they panic they struggle and they try to swim out of it and that is never rarely is it ever a successful outcome um so you know those And the other thing that's interesting about it is, you know, we're concerned about, in state government, we're concerned about local mandates. You know, it's such a stressful financial situation with the school districts and the tax situation here in where I live in New Jersey, that we don't wanna have to put another cost on districts and have them have to hire professionals and consultants and come up with a curriculum and come in and um, absorb all these expenses, no matter how worthwhile the cause is, and this is a worthwhile cause, But we see so many state mandates coming down from the government. This one is so simplistic and open-ended and I really believe that when the bill gets signed into law that there will be such a uh, groundswell of volunteerism and um, involvement from the community that it's not going to be a big price tag for these school districts and I'm just I'm I'm using as a microcosm the districts that I'm interacting with in Monmouth County. People that are just waiting to get into the classroom and talk about to the kids about what it is. And, um, you know, it's interesting when over the years that the like with a lot of things, the momentum is building, which is a good thing, because if it wasn't building, it might not be um, getting as much attention and, and ultimately getting over that finish line. But what's happening is the more that people hear about it and the more they get attuned to it, I'm talking to people that are just asking to have meetings with me, which is kind of interesting. They don't have a financial stake in it. They just want to come in and say, where's the bill? What can we do? How can we get it rolling? So a couple, maybe about a year ago, um, 101.5, which is the big muckraking station. You know, they're always trying to tear somebody down. And they were going after me and saying, you know, this is just ridiculous. It's just a a ploy to teach kids in Spring Lake and Seagirt. how to to swim and it's giving money to the it's elitist. That's what they said. It's elitist. And those towns, if you don't know, are are pretty wealthy towns. And of course, anybody involved knows that most of the kids that are getting in trouble are not from towns like that because the parents have the resources to teach them how to swim and they grow up. When you grow up around the ocean, you really, those aren't the kids getting in trouble usually. It's the kids that don't have that basic education. So even if you're a teenager, I mean, you're out and whatever you're doing, whether there's alcohol involved or whether you're with your friends and you're trying to impress your friends, it's just, you don't, you know, you learn from an early age that it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's, you know, you're being a daredevil, but you're playing with fire. The kids don't know that. They don't realize it because if you don't know what a rip current looks like, it looks like everything's fine out there. Right. And um, when you get, I think, when you get some of that education. But my point is, so, on the, on the minimal level, you're going to get some classroom instruction about what a rip current is, swim near a lifeguard, things like that. I think some of these districts are going to embrace it, and they're going to get volunteers, and they're going to get programs, and they're going to go into some of these, some of the inner city schools, some of the places that really need it. These kids are going to learn how to swim. And that's the, that's the goal, but that's not what my bill does, but that's what my bill will, off, will enable. And it's just a start. And once once they start to figure it out, I think it's going to have a um, it's going to take off. And I'm talking to private sector swim schools and people involved in in making a living off of swimming. They want to give it away. They don't want to make money on they want to. I'm sure there'll be some PR benefit to them, I guess. But I mean, they're all you know, they're all in. They want to expand the swimming universe. And uh, I don't have to tell you guys, but, you know, it's the number one accidental cause of death. And so you hear about all these other things and there's all these campaigns out there for wearing a bicycle helmet or doing this or fighting cancer. And it's all this. This is the same thing. It can be addressed. um, So we got to get it done. So I'm confident that it is going to get done.
1: Well, we are cheering you on and stand ready to help in any way. You know, one of the other things that I wonder about, especially as it relates to rip currents, are the inconsistent usage of flags along the Jersey shore towns is that I, I might, I understand, but I'm, I haven't read the code. Is that handled from each town handles, whether they put flags out or is that a state mandate?
2: It's a, it's a individual town situation. I mean, when I was a kid, they had barrels, literally beer barrels that they painted orange and they attached them to an anchor and the lifeguards would swim out a hundred yards and sink the anchor. Then you had these barrels and the, the people were, told to swim within the barrels. And I thought it was good. And the other thing is if you got tired or in trouble, you could always go and hang on to the barrel. I don't have that anymore. Um, when we had storms, the anchors would get uprooted or uplifted and they would, you know, get become a mess. I don't know why they have them. And then I guess also people could body surf or surf into the barrel and that would create a traumatic injury perhaps. But, um, yeah, the flags are obviously to keep people within us, specific area so they could keep an eye on them. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, and I hate to say it, but the, some of the, the lifeguards, I mean, the lifeguards tend to be younger kids because the, the towns aren't paying, they're not paying union wages. And some of the lifeguards need to have more training too. They're not paying attention. Like any teenager um, on a job, they're not necessarily uh, focused enough. So all of that, but, you know, starting at the most Basic level talking about water safety. All that other stuff can come from that. Um, and as you pointed out, we just had um, a couple of headlines within the last week. There was a uh, somebody in their 40s, and it was after hours. And another another body just washed up. I read this morning. Um, so, and it's not over. You know, here we are in the middle of September, and it's going to go. The water and the weather are beautiful until the middle of October, and it's unfortunately it's going to keep going. So,
1: right. So. Well, you know, as we look to the future of water safety and drowning prevention, we're so excited by states like yours and New York and Florida and California that are really taking a visionary approach to ensuring that everyone has access to water safety education. And, you know, I, I wonder, can you tell us a little bit about what prioritized water safety education for you? Yeah. Either as a father, or as an assemblyman, what made you kind of be interested in in ensuring that every kid had access to this information?
2: Yeah, it was, you know, growing up and then, um, and Jersey Shore, I think has changed a little bit in that there seems to be more people down here in the summer that don't know the water well. I feel as though when I was younger and when I was a lifeguard, I felt like there was more respect for the water, even from people that weren't around here. Um, And now there's more cavalier attitude and people are like, yeah, let me swim out to the (laughs) out to the horizon. I don't know. Um, and people just don't respect it as much. And that creates more problems. And you have more people around that, um, day trippers perhaps. Um, so anyway, to answer your question. So when I was in the legislature, I was seeing these things happen and wanted to do something about it. And then the reaction was, you know, why did these kids go out when there was three foot waves and rip currents? And no lifeguards. I mean, who who would do that? I wouldn't do that. I'm a decent swimmer. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go out in that kind of weather without some people around that could help me if I got in trouble. And certainly not if I was a teenager who didn't know uh, much about swimming. So when I saw that, um, I got involved. And then also it was very important was that the private sector started to get involved. There's, you know them better than me, but there's a variety of acronyms that are involved in this, these different groups that promote water safety. Um, and they are schools, some of them are swim schools, but they all have that, you know, common denominator in trying to expand the universe of people that know how to swim. And, um, that was a, that was a big part of it. And so to further answer your question, some of these groups who have connections and, uh, with group you know, connections with media and things. So i So I've really been out there promoting it. I got some local uh, TV exposure and things like that. So every time it's being talked about, more people hear about it, more people get involved and it becomes bigger. So when I, when I talked to the speaker, he said, Oh yeah, I kind of heard about that. So I'm hoping, and it, like, like I said, you know, the other thing is with the um, it's been pretty controversial. A lot of the things that school boards are being required to do, you know, we, we heard about it when the, governor in Virginia when that election took place people were arguing over what school districts should be teaching kids and what they shouldn't be teaching and it's the same thing that's going on in New Jersey right now the some parents are saying oh we shouldn't be teaching certain things in schools we should let it the kids get older this one is a no brainer i don't care what your political outlook is who doesn't want their kids to learn how to swim and some of my sponsors some of the co-sponsors and uh, in, in response to the 101.5 uh, person, I'm getting sp- sponsors from the inner cities. I'm getting sponsors from Essex County, from Hudson County, inner city people, because their constituents are the ones who are coming down here to spend the day or the weekend. And they're the ones who are going to benefit from it, not the kids on these wealthy coastal towns. So it's really not that complicated when you think about it.
1: Absolutely. We agree. Yeah. Um, and we look at what florida is doing they have this really interesting program called every child a swimmer i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but it's a program that requires all florida public schools to send home information to all kindergarten parents about water safety about swimming lessons and asks whether or not their children have had swimming lessons and it's a it's a mandated state program you know in a in a State like Florida, they were able to make that happen, and it's a pretty exciting piece of legislation that um, could be a good model for New Jersey if it if it comes to be. But we're excited to help support you, and um, please let us know what we can do to help.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, the process is that you know it's not an easy process, even a great to get a great bill through the legislature, and you got to get it through the committees in both houses, and you got to get the Senate to do it, the Assembly to do it with all these other pressing things, sometimes good bills get left in the dust and don't get there. And then ultimately you have to have the governor sign it. And um, that's why there's thousands of bills and a lot of them are worthwhile and never get over the finish line. And that's why it's important that you're having this meeting this morning, which is great. And for everybody to continue to promote it because I always tell people, call your local legislator because they're the ones. And And then that's what happened. And that's my office got these, unsolicited um inquiries from other legislators from other areas saying we want to sign on to the bill i don't even i don't even know these legislators really so that's what it's a good cause and that's the more you talk about it the more the word gets out and the more likely that it's going to get done is the result so you're talking about it is important and um you know we're going to continue to talk it up and i'm hoping really i'm hoping by Next spring, it's law. That's my goal, so.
1: Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about the timing? How does that process, how will it work from here until then?
2: So New Jersey is pretty unique. Our legislature never takes a recess. Um, In the old days, it was kind of like the summer months were. it was an unspoken rule. You didn't come back to Trenton after the budget was done in June. But now they'll call us back at any time. Um, And, you know, we are a part-time legislature, as you were talking about, I'm an attorney. So I work full time in the legislature is a part time job, but we're going to meet from now until next June all the time, every month. And there's ample opportunity for it to get done. There is a Senate sponsor. That's my colleague, Bob Singer, who is in the Senate. He has the Senate bill and then I have the assembly bill. And as I said, I have um, numerous co-sponsors, both sides of the aisle, both Democrat and Republican. And it's going to get a hearing in the education committee. That's the first step. And then from there, I have to get the speaker to post the bill. And a lot of bills come out of committee and never get the speaker, never post them. So, you know, that's why it's arduous. But uh, as I said, that's the goal. We're going to get it done. and going continue to work hard on it.
0: Awesome. Well, we wish you all the best in getting that passed. And we encourage any of our listeners who are in New Jersey, as assembly, Assemblyman's mentioned, please call your local legislator and support this bill. It's so important.
2: Tell your, if I may, tell your legislators to sign on to it because, as I said, it's nonpartisan and it's a good thing.
1: Is there a bill number? Or is there, how, how could they refer to it if they were calling their?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The assembly bill is a six, one, eight,
1: a six, one, eight. Okay. And we'll include that in the show notes and in the
0: description on our social media channels and then assemblyman is there. So I also read there is a second bill as well. Is that correct? Senate bill. Yes. Is that the a three, seven, seven, six.
2: Yeah. You know what? I do have other, um, bills that promote water safety. And those, this bill is the focus because this is the bill that says we have to, it's mandated K through eight. This is the important one. The other stuff is more ancillary. Um, Got it. So if I could ask you to focus on this one, it would be A618. Will do. Yeah.
1: A618. Okay, listeners who live in New Jersey or who have shore houses in New Jersey, I know many of you do, call your local legislators and um, ask them to support this important piece of legislation please. And, um, for those of you who are listening, please, if you would, uh, share this podcast with your friends and family and, um, like review, subscribe to the keeping kids safe podcast and send good thoughts. Um, assemblyman Kane's way as he works his way through this legislation and we'll keep
0: you all posted on how things unfold.
2: Yeah. Thank you both very much. Karen and Megan.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. And we will continue to follow your work and we wish you the best in getting this passed.